When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Welcome to Sustainable Success. Hope everyone's having a great week. It's hard to believe that, God, we're already two months into the year. Uh, What a year it's been so far. Hope everyone is having a prosperous year. And again, if you keep listening each and every week to Sustainable Success, you're going to get words of wisdom from the many great guests that we have. And if you are new to our show, you could also find us on uh, Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017. That's Sustainable Success 2017. We encourage you to join that group Uh, make some comments. We have on-demand versions of all of our guests that we've had on in the past. Feel free to come in and browse and again, leave your comments. Again, we take your information uh, to heart and we want to make sure that we're delivering value each and every week. Today, our show is being sponsored by Empowered Fathers in Action, a 501c3 organization dedicated to strengthening the father-son bonding process. And again, they are doing great things in communities, working with the communities, businesses, as well as in schools to help, uh, you know, adults become better fathers and mothers to their children to be the example. So this will help children become more self-confident, have a higher self-esteem. So as they grow into adults, they will be better leaders in their homes, communities, and their businesses. Again, they're doing some great things with parents and children in terms of behavioral modification, check them out at efamovement.org. That's efamovement.org. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, a topic called Fresh Start to Get Unstuck. And this is a great topic, especially since we're early on in the year and everyone's probably still maybe still hanging on to their New Year's resolutions or maybe not. But this is a way to, you know, to try to get you back on track, but in a more sustainable way. And again, fresh start to get unstuck. And today, our guest is going to be Lachelle Atkins. And before I mention or bring her on, I want to give a little bio about her. I mean, she has an incredible story. She's uh, happily married to her husband, Jerome Atkins. The couple have been married for 26 years. And hear this, they have 15 children. That is no joke. They have 15 children. Their names and ages, Brendan, 29, Taylor, 28. Christian, 25, Jonathan, 24, Alexandria, 22, Mackenzie, 21, Victoria, 19, Elizabeth, 18, Olivia, 16, Danielle, 14, Jeremiah, 11, Joshua, 10, Jordan, 8, Faith, 7, and Hope, 4. Incredible. Both have had 13 children together, and Jerome had two other sons, the oldest of which lived with them from the age of 11 through high school graduation. What's astonishing as well is Lachelle and her husband have begun their own church back in 2011 called the World Fellowship of Jesus Christ. They also began their own company called Protocol Group in 2016. The company was originally formed to represent their family as they were approached by several production companies to pursue a reality television show. The Atkins family has been featured on several local news stories in Atlanta due to their family size and work in the community. In addition to tackling a national campaign for organization with Rachel Ratio and organizing Guru Peter Walsh in 2015. 
After several t- television contracts that did not share their family vision, they retired from that journey. So in 2017, she began pursuing her uh, career in life coaching with the Protocol Group. With a zeal to be transparent with their own experience, such as three occasions of hospitalization in a behavioral hospital for stress and postpartum depression, her audience grew to encompass coaching to help empower others to overcome their obstacles in life. And without further ado, we'd like to welcome Lachelle Atkins to the show. Amazing. How are you doing today, Lachelle? Thank you. I am doing wonderful, Chris. I just want to take the time to thank you for giving me the opportunity to share with your audience. And I'm listening to that bio, and it's like, who is that person, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny to hear, you know, who yourself be talked about. Exactly. um, Quite quite a history, yes. (laughs) Well, absolutely. I mean, you're talking about having your hands full. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we're, we'll, we'll, we're definitely going to talk about, I mean, especially around the topic, fresh start to get unstuck. Yes. So, I mean, obviously, you know, you know that you, you're an expert in this area in terms of, you know, when you get, you know, getting to, you know, people's limited beliefs and how they can get mm-hmm. unstuck to get, you know, into the flow. Let's talk mm-hmm. a little bit about, you know, your journey, so to speak, you know, kind of like where it led you to this area to help you really to really become a passion to help people in this particular area? Yes. So um, the interesting thing for me is that I was an only child. So literally with every new birth, uh, every transition of life with each of our kids, it was always a new experience and it still is to this day. And so um, fresh really came to mind for me because, you know, every time we had a new baby, we had to address to uh, a fresh way of doing things. You know, you have to, let that old routine go and continue to um, assimilate something new in order to incorporate what's going on within your household dynamic. So fresh has always been something that I had to keep in mind. Um, I think one of the things that kind of led me to that sometimes is just uh, fighting against the fact that certain things change and you want to kind of hold on to those old ways of doing things. Uh, namely being in a comfort zone. And so that's what makes it hard to kind of make that transition. So um, for me, myself, um, really the crutch that really got me going into coaching uh, with our background, as you said before, we have our own church and um, just being with my children with different activities uh, through school events or extracurricular activities, uh, being involved always with meeting new people, Um, The thing that really got me into coaching was that um, I had my own issues. I had my standards that I wanted to have as a mom. Uh, At some point, I homeschooled the kids, and um, my husband was the sole breadwinner, so it required him to work a lot, me to be at home with the kids. He also was in the military. He was an officer, so he traveled and had to go for weeks at a time sometimes away from the family. So a lot of that responsibility lied on me, and um, I just kind of had this, we just got to keep moving attitude, not really doing a lot with self-care, and so those are really the triggers that kind of led me to being hospitalized. And so fortunately, after the third time of dealing with hospitalization, I realized, hey, some of these things are reoccurring, there's a pattern here. And I learned some of those strategies to 
uh, one, know what my triggers were, and then also to create boundaries and um, strategies to prevent things from going too far. So that's kind of a nutshell how I got into life coaching. Wow, that's fabulous. And, you know, and I think, you know, sometimes some of the the best coaches, obviously, are the people that have been through this. You know, they've, they they share from experience. Mm-hmm. They've been on the other side and they can they can better relate and, and listen to understand their clients better. And so talk yes. a little bit about that. I mean, I mean, I love the fact how you're you're a life coach, you, you and your, your family, you know, run a, a church and, you know, and I can see a mm-hmm. lot of that going hand in hand. Right. You know, uh, faith. Mm-hmm. And, and healing, you know, kind of can, can be both in the church and well as uh, coaching. So talk a little bit yes. about that in, in terms of like how you've been able to, you know, help others with, with this combination. Well, I, okay. I think the main thing is transparency. Um, you know, when you're in the ministry um, with the church, you know, you have to be approachable for people. You know, a lot of people see you as uh, leadership, you know, with my husband being a pastor, me being a first lady. To me, I'm just everyday Lachelle. You know, it doesn't matter. I'm not really into the titles or anything, but I do recognize that that gives me a platform to talk to certain people or they value my opinion from the platform that I'm speaking. So for me, um, recognizing that I can be transparent so that people can realize that, oh, it's not me that's just going through this. Um, I'm not transparent in the sense to think that I know everything. It's just that, you know, I'm just going to tell you what happened to me. And maybe there's some similarities to maybe what you're going through. Or you see that if I've overcome my situation, you can trust me to be able to help you come up with a plan that's going to be strategic for your situation. So one of the things with coaching, I think, as opposed to counseling, is that as a coach, you know, I use the uh, comparison of a basketball team. I'm not going to be the coach on the side um, going out on the court trying to run the plays for you. You're going to run the plays, but I'm going to give you the strategies and uh, remind you of what your strengths or weaknesses are so that you can play the best game that you can play when you get on the court. And so that's the difference with coaching is that we come up together uh, with a strategy that's going to be customized for you. And um, instead of being able to look at film or um, see yourself on TV or something, you know, we have to really be honest and open and transparent about what some of your limiting beliefs are or certain things in your past in order for you to overcome that and come up with something that's going to take you on a different path the rest of your life. Yeah, so true. I mean, I'm, you know, this is where you and I are in the same area, you know, in terms of overcoming mm-hmm. limited beliefs. Um, you know, I wrote a book in this area, resolving the root cause to limited beliefs, uh, master your inner critic. Talk about like what limited beliefs are. Sometimes people I know when I've been talking on the topic, they, they think they understand it, but they, they quite don't. So talk about limited beliefs and, and how powerful they can be in a negative way in really everything mm-hmm. that we do in our life and business. Okay. Well, I'll use myself as an example because um, this really um, was the main source of a lot of stress for me. So 
Um, everyone just heard that I have 15 children. Uh, also, I'm a leadership role in the church and um, just trying to maintain my own career. So for me, a limiting belief was, um, you know, I had to have home-cooked meals. You know, I've always been kind of frugal with some of the ways that we had to uh, do things based on the fact that my husband was the only one working. And so one of the things that really was a challenge for me was that um, I had this idea that I had to be, since I stayed home with the kids, we had to have homemade meals all the time. So that would be a stress. So during the day, if I didn't prepare, you know, all the meals, then I'd have this hang up that, oh, I'm not a good mom or I'm not doing something right because I don't have the meals home cooked. You know, there's nothing wrong with the kids having sub sandwiches and chips. You know, you go to Subway. So what's wrong with having that, you know? Or um, with being in the ministry, it's like, you know, if people see you as a leader, then it's like you don't have the freedom to be transparent on some things because you don't want them to think that you're making mistakes. So that's another thing that could be a limiting belief, you know. So there um, are so many different things that are just everyday uh, beliefs that you just kind of take on that you really don't even think about. You know, we have been conditioned a lot of times by the people that were around, family members, what we see on TV, and even the music we listen to. You know, so one of the first things with my journey after I um, was hospitalized was to take a pause. I stopped watching TV. I got off social media because I had to really recognize what my voice was. I was listening to all these other voices and trying to accomplish all these different standards that I felt other people thought I should be doing. And I lost myself in that process. So I had to get back to who I was and know what I valued, you know, so that I can um, be happy and enjoy what life has for me. Did that answer your question? No, absolutely. And you made a a really uh, uh, critical point there about, you know, in terms of overcoming limited beliefs and becoming a leader in your home. In this case, you're the mom. You are the focal mm-hmm. point of those children and their development. And they're, they're going to be looking up to you. So in order to be a, a, a leader, especially a transparent leader, authentic leader, whatever you want to define it as, you have to be the example. So for instance, if you were just doing everything for your kids, like everything and neglecting yourself, in, you know, to some people, it may sound like, oh, she made a lot of sacrifices and she did, you know, she put her kids first. But in reality, that probably wasn't really in the long run that would have been the right thing to do. By by being the example for their for the children to model, to observe, to adopt exactly. better behavior, that usually works out best to create kids that are of higher self-confidence, self-image, to take even responsibility early in their lives, mm-hmm. not to say that they're gonna, you know, they have to do everything on their own, but but they're learning from what they see. So uh, exactly, would you feel like? I mean, this was a process, right? We have a, you know, we have a couple mm-hmm. minutes to the break, uh, and so to find like what you know a little bit about the process, we could always pick up after the break a little bit about that. Okay, so with the process in terms of just, just the process how, of that when you when you went through this kind of like you know, this, you know, where you had to be this example for your children and that you couldn't be super mom in every situation. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that's the... Uh a critical thing to remember because, you know, we feel that way even in our careers. Uh, we feel it in our relationships. Um, there's so many different ways that we feel like there is this standard that we have to maintain. And um, we get so caught up in maintaining the standard that we are not intentional or even enjoying the process or the journey that we're taking. And so for me, um, education was something that was very important to my mom. I met my husband in college, and I was on a career path before we had children. And so uh, education was important, so I wanted my kids to do uh, the best they could do. So it's like I want everybody to be on the honor roll. So then if somebody's not on the honor roll, then I'm like, oh, no, I'm a bad mom. What am I doing, you know? Why are they not getting this? Why are they getting C's? The rest of them are getting A's. And so I wasn't able to even just take into account that each of my children are different. You know, some of them are visual learners. Some of them are, you know, they have to be hands-on. And so that really kind of stopped me from really being able to interact a lot of times with some of my children because I was in this comparison situation or feeling like everybody had to have the same experience yeah no it's so Mm -hmm. so powerful in terms of and I and I give you a lot of credit you know when you talk about you know 15 children and having to be Mm -hmm. this example and and to know that you you know you can't be perfect in every situation and and that's what a transparent leader is we're not we're not afraid to admit our mistakes we're Mm -hmm. we're it's okay to be vulnerable and just to be honest, how we feel at that time. And again, you know, children tend to pick up and, and appreciate that. And that helps them in terms of their development going forward. So this is powerful. And I'm looking forward to the, when we come back after the break, uh, to talk okay. a little bit more about this, uh, you know, this fresh uh, start, so to speak. So we want to kind of talk a little bit about that. Again, you're listening to Sustainable Success. We're here with Lachelle Atkins. Again, the topic is fresh start to get unstuck. You're going to be hearing some golden nuggets. If you are stuck somewhere, we're going to get you unstuck with a new process. So again, uh, come join us. We're going to be going to break and we'll be right back. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. 
Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back to Sustainable Success. Again, we're here with Lachelle Atkins. If you're just joining us, we're talking about the subject, Fresh Start to Get Unstuck. Again, this is perfect for you that if you started your New Year's resolutions and you're on the fence to kind of get off the wagon or maybe you're stuck, this is the place you want to be. Again, we encourage you to check out the on-demand version as well if you're just joining us to hear the first segment and a lot of the nuggets that Lachelle shared with us from her own personal experience. So, Lachelle, I wanted to get into a little bit about this strategy that you had put together to, to address people that are stuck somewhere in their lives or even business. And you call it mm-hmm. fresh. So, in this case, mm-hmm. fresh is a word, but in this case, you're using it as an acronym for something. Mm-hmm. So, what mm-hmm. I'd like you to do is if you could break it down, what fresh means in this process to get unstuck. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm just going to go through each one of them to let you know the whole concept, and then we can kind of tackle whichever ones you would think would be That'd appropriate. That would be perfect. Okay. So, um, of course, F stands for fear as fuel. So being able to overcome your fear and use it as fuel to go forward. R is for reframing your story. So a lot of times we look at our past and history, uh, limiting beliefs, thought process, and how can we reframe our story to help us move forward. Uh, e is envision your accomplishments. So that's the same thing as visualizing, being able to see yourself accomplishing the things that you're working towards. S is for support system and tribe. This is important because A lot of times when you decide you're going to do something different, you still have the same family, the same house, the same car, the same job. So you have to add on a support system until you are able to maybe see a transformation in some of those things that um, you encounter every day. And then H is for healing and recovery. Um, When you're going through a change of something that you're working on, it's going to require some healing. A lot of times if you look back and really observe your past and being able to um, overcome situations that may or may not have been in your control 
but still being able to kind of reconcile that with moving forward as well. So any one of those, if you want to dive into. Um, yeah, I like that. Like, let's look awesome. at all of them. You know, let's take a look because I okay. think breaking them down will be quite effective in terms of, you know, you know, uh, people to truly, really have it resonate with with their current situation. So let's take a look at, you know, fresh strategy. Let's look at F for fear as fuel. So okay, fear, so, is, so we're using fear as fuel to move us forward. So talk about what that means. Okay, so that means that, you know, everyone is going to encounter fear. You know, I don't care if you're a CEO or you're a janitor. You know, if you see an animal or afraid that somebody's going to attack you or whatever, you're going to go through that experience of fear. You can even turn on the news and hear about, you know, the economy or, you know, in this case, recently the government shut down. How is that going to affect your finances? So fear is something that is always going to be a part of us. You know, you could have a fear of dying or losing your family. So you want to be able to recognize, is this something that I can control or can't control? You want to ask yourself that question because a lot of times we have fear, but it's kind of out of context because there's things that we may or may not even be able to control. So a lot of times in case of our job, let's say we want to go for a promotion And so we're like, oh, they're never going to hire me or uh, consider me for this position. But if there are hindrances to you moving forward, explore what those hindrances are. So if you feel like, okay, I'm not, I don't go to work on time or I've not been adding value. So that gives you a strategy that you can begin to incorporate in your daily routine so that you can use that to fuel you forward, if that makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's ab- absolutely because a lot of times, you know, like people can, you know, like you said, they can look at fear as, you know, they bring up things from the past and, mm-hmm. and then when they bring it into the present moment, you know, that that can kind of like keep, you know, make them that can produce stress, obviously, and that can make perhaps not allow them to move forward. Or if they project into the future, it can raise their anxiety level and then anxiety can lead to procrastination. Mm-hmm. But in this case, you could use the fear for what you're saying, as fuel, you know, as a way. Right. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. So those so that, things that whatever you're afraid of, if you're afraid of uh, being a speaker, you know, begin to use that time to yep. um, hone in on those skills, you know. So take them by the horns and whatever, if you feel like there's certain qualities that you would need to exemplify in that position that you're striving for, begin to figure out how you can get there, you know, because a lot of times it's just, of course, you know, if you are learning how to play the piano, for example, you're not going to be Bach or be able to play Bach after your first uh, lesson, you know, but that may be something you're aspiring to, but there's such a journey that has to take place. You have to know how to read music, what the notes are, where to put your fingers on the keys, practicing your scales. So, we look at the finished product a lot of times because we can visualize, but then it's the journey that we just don't have a game plan to get to, if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. Totally. Totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, so when we take that fear as fuel, now we want to move on to the next letter here in Fresh. So we look okay. at our, you know, reframe your story. So everybody's got a story and that story is always evolving. So the... There's always a next chapter, so to say, so yes. to speak, 
in our lives. So mm-hmm. talk about like how one can reframe their story. Okay, so I'll use myself again as an example. So with me being hospitalized, you know, I could look at that situation and said, wow, you know, I'm a failure. Um, you know, I'm supposed to be this mom that's able to handle all these things. But instead, I looked at it as, you know, what were the triggers? You know, what was the pattern? What are the boundaries that I need to set up? I first have to embrace that past. So that's part of reframing it. So it's like, you know, just like it says, you know, it's the same story, but it has a different frame, just like a picture, right? Yes. So you're not trying to deny that it happened, you know, but you're trying to figure out, okay, it did happen. How can I use this to move me forward? It doesn't serve me if I just have gloom and doom or continue to feel sorry for myself and, you know, always bring it up to my family. You know, what brings me positivity is to own it, recognize what happened, and prevent it from happening again. So from that, I learned how to establish new boundaries. I learned how to take... uh, time for self-care. I learned how to look at realistic goal setting. You know, there's so many different aspects of our past that if we really remove ourselves from the emotion and the pain, we can look at the building blocks that we can use to move forward uh, in our future. Yeah, it's so powerful. And, And knowing that, you know, that we always have the power to change our story. It always, you know, it always, mm-hmm. it, it's not that it's for, you know, that it comes from somewhere else. It's, it's our decision. And, but knowing exactly. that, that you can use the, the steps to, you know, to do that. So once that, you know, you reframe your story, I guess now the next one is E, envisioning or envision your accomplishments. So it's visualizing, you know, mm-hmm. what, you, what your goals are, what you're striving to do. Talk a little bit about that more in length. Okay, so for me, you know, one of the things that I first had to start out doing was just basic getting a vision board, okay? And so for any of those of you that may not be familiar with that, it's just you get a poster board. It could be a sheet of paper. Um, You could draw what you see yourself doing, um, or you can cut out uh, pictures from a magazine, but it's the process of kind of dreaming and it's being recorded on something that you could see every day. Because a lot of times we talk about things and we have no action. You know, you go to a conference, Tony Robbins, I don't care who it is, and you're all pumped up, then you get back at home and you're not executing anything. So with a vision board, it's like, you know, you take that time to really listen to your own voice what it is that's really propelling you to move forward, and you're taking the courage to document that through a vision board. Now, pictures are important because for me in my aspect, um, I was able to see something different. You know, when you're dealing with depression, anxiety, and things like that, it's like it is so hard a lot of times just to get out of bed and put your clothes on for the day, you know? So if you have something visual that just can spark and trigger um, the idea that, you know, today's a new day, new beginnings, and just to remind yourself of that, you know, it can start 
with having that much power just from doing a vision board. So once you do your vision board, then you're going to begin to think about what are the traits or characteristics that I have to build for this. So a lot of people do their vision boards with um, houses, cars, money, or whatever. So if you want to have a house and you've got this vision board, your credit may not be right. So you got to know you got to do your credit. You Absolutely. have to, you know, look in the, what neighborhood you want to live in. You know, it gives you the steps that you need to start taking rather than just dreaming about these things. How are you going to start implementing those? And so from there, you get a strategy that you can start working towards. You know, do I need to wake up earlier? Uh, do I need to exercise? Am I not on time for things? Do I need to, you know, research uh, not time management but choice management? Because we all have the same amount of time. It's just a matter of what we choose to prioritize for. So all these different things come from having that vision board because it's like it reminds you that you can move forward, but what are you going to do to get there? No, it's so true. Like you said, you got to break it down step by step. You want to you want this house mm-hmm. in a certain neighborhood. Okay, if you got credit issues or you're living paycheck to paycheck, your dialogue mm-hmm. with money is not where it should be. You have a problem receiving uh, mm-hmm. not on the same level as giving. So all these things are things that have to be looked at in order and taking action in order to manifest that vision that you have, which which right. obviously makes total sense. So as we move from that, and you're obviously going to need some support. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, there's going to be accountability in this, factored in this. I'm sure this is going to be part of the support system. So talk about support system in your tribe. Now, this is very important because um, let's say with me with life coaching, a lot of my family, friends, they didn't even know what a life coach was. So if I'm looking to them to validate me or kind of get on board, you know, a lot of times when we are not familiar with something, we're not really gung-ho about supporting it or even know how to support, you know. Um, So you have to get mentors. You have to get people that are doing what you're doing, uh, that they're like-minded, visionaries. This is important because um, I know in my situation, my family looked to me for always being the one that did everything. You know, um, if they called me from school, they forgot their lunch, I'm running up there for that. I'm helping them with their homework and all these different things. So, they are still seeing me in that same way. So even though I feel like I'm changing, I have to remember that they're, they may not be changing their aspects of me until I train them on how to do that. Yeah. So you need a support system because they are going to tell you the realistic way of doing it. So like if I want to play the piano, I can't play the piano 24-7 when I have other things at home, you know, even though when you get a new career sometimes or you're starting a business, you know, you just have this passion that just, you know, if you could just eat, sleep and drink your business, you would do it all the time. But your support system helps you have balance. They um, give you pointers so that, you know, it might take, might have taken them five years but they can give you the strategies on how you can accomplish the same goal in less time, which makes it more 
practical in ways that you can break it down so that you don't have to cause a lot more conflict and pain within your own household, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, now we look at the last step, healing and recovery. We have a few minutes to the break. You know, why mm-hmm. this is also so important because healing, obviously, we, we want to operate from the solution, not from the problem. And I guess this is where healing and re- recovery come into play. Yeah, this really is important to remember with being empathetic. You know, I have to look at, you know, I had to be away from my kids, and that was sad, you know, for five or seven days with each hospitalization. And so not only did it affect me, but it affected my kids. You know, they're used to me being home. Uh, A lot of them were different ages. They didn't understand where I was when I was coming back or if there was something that they might have felt they did to trigger me even going in the first place. So when you're dealing with healing and recovery, you have to recognize that not only does it affect you, but it affects others. And that's an opportunity for you to build and create new memories and uh, improve your relationship by being able to address some of those issues. So um, some of my kids might have have a fear of separation anxiety because that's what happens. And so being able to really take a step back and look outside of yourself and recognize how you can add value, not only to yourself, but to those who may or may not have been affected in your situation. Yeah, so true. I mean, this is so powerful. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really like this strategy here and, you know, Mm -hmm. something that somebody, you know, again, and, you know, we have about, you know, just about less than a minute, uh, not even about, you know, but to sum it up, like, what would you say, you know, looking at this fresh, uh, fresh strategy, would you say this has got to be really consistent? We have about a le- just less than a minute that that consistency mm-hmm. plays an important role here. Yeah, I think consistency is very important. So being able to find some quick ways that you can implement each of these uh, topics on a regular basis will help you be able to move forward. Just something that you constantly do on a regular basis. Yeah. Consistency is so important. So everybody listening, be mm-hmm. consistent. You know, again, if something is not working for you and you've tried different things, it maybe you weren't consistent, but perhaps this is a program that you can implement. Again, I use that word implement. It's not that you're hearing mm-hmm. it, but you're actually putting it to use on a consistent basis to make get yourself unstuck. So, uh, yes, great, uh, great insight here from Lachelle Atkins. Again, we're talking about Fresh Start to Get Unstuck. Again, you'll be able to hear this again on demand a little later today. And we're going to be coming right back here after the break. So stand by. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. 
The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back to Sustainable Success. Uh, We're here again with Lachelle Atkins. Again, she is a uh, life coach and also her husband and herself uh, run a church uh, called World Fellowship of Jesus Christ. Again, we're going to be uh, uh, learning a little bit more about Lachelle a little later where you can find her. But we've been talking about Fresh Start to Get Unstuck, and she has just shared some great insight to her Fresh strategy. Now, Fresh is an acronym, again, for Fear is Fuel, Reframe Your Story, Envision Your Accomplishments, Support System and Tribe, and Healing and Recovery. Again, you can listen to that on demand a little later today, but... Getting back here, uh, Lachelle, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, when people are going, you know, that, that are stuck and they're looking for answers, but mm-hmm. many of them don't want to change. They, they, it's like they're looking for that, that, you know, that solution in a box, instant gratification, and they're, and they're not really wanting to be true to themselves. It, what does it take for someone to truly take that mask off and really let down their guard to be open to something that will get them out of the problem into the solution, in this case, unstuck, or excuse me, stuck to unstuck. Yeah, I I think one of the issues with that is trust. You know, so like we talk a lot about, uh, even with our businesses, you know, when you network, it's about building relationships. It's about uh, showing people that you can add value, that you can uh, give them something without wanting anything in return. So, the trust factor is very important. You know, being able to 
uh, talk to somebody that you really feel may not be judging you because we're judging ourselves. And that's part of the problem. We're stuck. We're feeling like I'm not doing this right. I'm not doing that right. And, you know, the pressure just keeps on mounting because we're feeling like we're not measuring up. And so we really need to get somebody that we can trust, that we can feel comfortable to just remove everything, lay it all out on the table and not feel that we're being judged. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, like I said, mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is also, you know, a process The people know that anytime when there's anything worth striving for, something that we mm-hmm. want to have in our lives, whether if it's, you know, personal well-being, a balance of personal well-being, a you know, happy family life, you know, pursuing the things we love to do, having, you know, pursuing a passion in your career, all these things. These things are a process. And we kind of talked a little bit about that in the last mm-hmm. segment. So talk a little bit more about that, why, you know, by taking the mask off, why that is so important that these things don't happen. We have to become what we desire. Right. And that's a that's a that's a process. So let's talk yeah. about that. So it really realistically lets the audience know what you know what they're looking at, you know, in terms of this journey. Well, so trust, like we said, that was important. Yeah. So the reason why that is is because when you remove a mask you know, you are showing people who you really are. And so a lot of times with our past, um, we feel that it's a failure or some form of weakness. And so that kind of prevents us from embracing that. So we're kind of having this inner conflict between, you know, like I said, in my case, you know, how can I be a life coach if I've been hospitalized? You just see what I'm saying? If I had that thought process, it wouldn't serve me. So being able to really be uh, transparent to say, okay, I was hospitalized. How can this serve me? What can I do with that information? How can I reframe that into something good? So it's like, you know, I can be a leader and show people how to avoid that, or I can be a leader and show people if they've experienced that, how they can overcome it that much faster based on what I've accomplished. So that's uh, one of the things to really remember is that um, the transparency is a sign of being vulnerable. And if you are, if you've gotten to a point to where you've reframed your story, then you don't feel that your worth is um, tied into your role, title, or position, if that makes sense. No, it does. You know, you just feel that you have value, you've experienced this situation, and it you've learned from it, you know. So I use the analogy of a car. If I have a car and I have a flat tire, I'm not going to say, oh, I have this flat tire, I'm just done with this car, I'm not driving anymore. That'd be ridiculous, you know. The issue is to fix the tire, get a new one if you have to, and you still have a viable form of transportation. But for us, sometimes we just want to throw everything out the window because we have an experience that we're not maybe familiar with and and turn that around into something that it could be a learning issue for us to help us move forward. No, so true. And when you talk about certain types of people that embrace this process, 
Do you find okay. that this is something like, you know, more women t- tend to gravitate to than men because men tend to be more kind of shut down or are you seeing a, you know, more of a balance these days of, you know, people making these shifts? I, I really kind of think it is men and women, to be honest. Yep. Um, I think the, it's very important to recognize that because, of, and I'm sure you experience this yeah. as a male, that your language and your thought process sometimes is different than what a woman's is. And so there are certain things that you could say to a male that would spark something that I may not be able to connect with them on, if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like I said, I mean, for, with, with anything, we have to be able to, you know, and you kind of talked about this a little bit, you know, when we reframe our story, when we envision our accomplishments, and in essence, you know, by taking that mask off, we are... It's not that we're revealing that we're not worthy enough, we're not good enough, and these are all the mistakes mm-hmm. I've made, and these are all the the things that, well, here are my shortcomings, but no, it's also mm-hmm. the things that you're good at, and what your strengths are, and the value right. that you had, and it's all about, again, you know, just kind of, ref, you know, re, like what you talked about, reframing that in a way mm-hmm. that, that you could use that now to your advantage, that you could be more of a, of, of a value and an asset to your family, to yourself, to people Absolutely. you work with or people that work for you or whatever the case may be, you know, mm-hmm. kind of a, so anything like, like, like I said, anybody like, you know, talk a little bit about like, again, the, the typical transition that you see in this, like, you know, a lot of times people say, well, how long is that going to take? And well, you know, it, it all depends on the individual. There's no set time, but I mean, right. but a general rule of thumb, what you feel would be like a, a general time frame for, certain people that if they're going through this transformation, so to speak. This is very important to remember and question because, you know, I would say a minimum of six months, you know, and I had to learn this myself with coaching because, you know, when you get into it, you're so excited. You want to talk to these people and share and, you know, they're excited when they come to you. And a lot of times we do self-diagnosis. So you have a client and they come to you and they're like, okay, you know, I just want to build my confidence up. You know, you get to talking to them and they don't have any boundaries or um, they are not uh, over some childhood issue about uh, how they see women in business. You know, so you never know what lies beneath the surface. And so that's one of the things to Um, make sure that people are aware of when it comes to coaching is that um, it's a process to be able to get beneath those layers so that you can really get to the root cause and really begin to reframe. So, you know, they might have an experience such as, okay, I didn't graduate high school, but that reframe is not that they didn't graduate from high school. It could be that um, they dropped out because they just didn't feel that they could graduate. You know, um, yeah. they didn't think they were good at school. So that was dealing with self-confidence more so than just the fact that they didn't graduate. So to even go back and get a GED and all these things, it's a matter of building their confidence and them being able to visualize themselves being this way because their image of a high school graduate is somebody who made straight A's. They did all everything right and they felt like they didn't measure up. 
if that makes sense. No, nah, it makes sense. And you, I would think that during this process, you know, there's going to be either certain habits that no long that didn't serve people that are going to be now mm-hmm. long forgotten, or you're going to do away with them. But you're going to have to incorporate new habits and disciplines again, being consistent. So you know, yes. let's talk a little bit about uh, you know that a little bit and why that's so important in this process. You know, you know, adopting these certain habits and disciplines. Because they're going to obviously play a part in making that change over a six-month or more period. Right. So, you know, I've just uh, adopted a new program uh, for six months with my clients, and it's called the School of Results. And so with that, it is um, the option to come um, do a session monthly, or you can do them once a week. But it's a six-month program that is going to help you incorporate just what you said, different routines and habits that you can build up in your own daily walk that can help you transform your mindset. You know, because a lot of these things are, we had these negative thoughts, which causes us to, like you said, be anxious or procrastinate and just not take any action because we are um, conditioning ourselves to this negative pattern. So when it comes to reframing that or transforming our mindset, we have to kind of trick our mind, so to speak. And the mind is efficient in that it looks for proof of something. So just like an experiment, you want to prove if something's correct or not. So for you to have a visual board and say, okay, I see myself with this house, and then your mind is saying, okay, but your credit's bad or You know, you don't make enough money. So you have to begin to do little things that will uh, totally knock those negative thoughts out of the water. So in the case of not having enough money, begin a savings plan. I don't care if it's $5 a week. Uh, Talking to a credit counselor about how you're going to improve your credit so that you have realistic things that you can begin to work on that are going to take those negative um, thoughts away. And also just your own um, thought process about it. You know, if you don't feel like you're going to measure up, then you're not going to have the energy to do it. So you have to break those things down to small things that you can do daily and that you can accomplish so that you have momentum to keep going in the direction that you're going. So for me, I know that there's Dave Ramsey out there. He's pretty... um, popular about creating a $1,000 emergency fund when it comes to finances. But if you have a $1,000 in mind, you might just say, you know what, there's just no way I'm going to do that. I don't even make that kind of money. So you have to go back and say, okay, well, I'm going to start with a $10 savings fund and build my way up, whatever it takes. If you have to do 50 cents a week or whatever, you know, that's where the customization comes into because We have to look at our situation and our resources and figure out how you can accomplish the same consistency with saving so that you can begin to build that nest egg and move forward to whatever goal it is that you're working towards. Yeah, so true. And, you know, talk a little bit about like, you know, during this process, you know, we have we have about, you know, three minutes left in the show. And I wanted to spend a minute here just talking about why it's so important you know, when we look at everything you talked about, the fresh strategy, why to invest mm-hmm. in yourself, you know, continuously to invest in yourself throughout this process? 
That is such a good uh, question. You know, investing in yourself is, that's a mindset. You know, see, a lot of times when it comes to coaching, mentors, um, even experts for certain things, we feel that we are paying them for something instead of investing into ourselves. You know, they are giving us strategies on how we can maintain a consistent level of being productive, of being positive. They've invested their time and given us shortcut strategies in order to implement these things on a daily basis. And so that term investment is one that um, a lot of people don't understand. You know, they think that, you know, I'm just going to pay this person because a lot of times we have the mindset that there's a formula that you can just follow, a get quick rich formula, you know, or save yourself pain, save yourself time, you know. So the investment comes in giving you the information. And just like you said before the break, you have to decide to implement it. You know, it's not like I'm giving a lot of people any new information. This stuff probably you can get on the Internet if you Google enough places. But it's the whole thing about implementing it. You know, you are investing in yourself by getting with an individual who can show you how to implement this on a consistent basis to get the results that you're looking for. Well, thank you so much for that. And, Lachelle, I can't thank you enough, including the guests, for all the words of wisdom that you shared today. And, and I want to be able to let the uh, audience know where they can find you to get more information on the, the fresh strategy, maybe perhaps where yeah. you're going to be next. Uh, feel free to leave that information. And we'll also leave that here on the Facebook uh, Sustainable Success 2017 page as well. Yes. Uh, I actually, the best way to get a hold of me is through LinkedIn. That is just like my most favorite platform right now. Um, so I am really experiencing an organic growth. Um, this life coaching is just taking me, um, different places through podcasts, TV appearances. And so, um, I'm still working on building website and doing different things like that. But right now, the best way to get a hold of me is through LinkedIn. And that's just Lachelle Atkins. That's the best way to get a hold of me. Great. And again, that's L-A-C, capital C, H-E-L-L-E-A-D-K-I-N-S. So again, we'll also be, obviously, you'll see this on the promotion uh, that you saw, and it'll also be on the Sustainable Success 2017 page, as well as the Voice America Influencer Channel. Again, guests, we'd like to thank, or Lachelle, thank you for joining us today as the guest. Mm-hmm. And, and, and our audience, we thank you more than ever coming back each and every week to gain insight, to do things the the sustainable way. Again, we want to thank you and have a great rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.